This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. I got to tell you guys, this movie that we just watched, you know how... You know how we love Killer Contractor? Yeah. I think this movie, um, stalked by my doctor, Patient's Revenge, is going to knock co- Killer Contractor out of the top spot. It was definitely competing for me. I b- believe I messaged both of you as I was watching it that this is the lifetimiest movie that ever lifetimed. And even though I had your message... Even your message did not prepare me for what I saw. <laughs> and we were like, th- this is good too, because we were looking for something really over the top and just crazy. And this, this was it. delivered. This movie quenched my thirst for bunk. I, I know I wrote a note that says, this is wonderful in the sense that it is truly full of wonder. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you know how they have like sometimes you can Google and different places give like different reviews of movies. So there's this one website, and I googled I googled it, and they were going down the list, and they're going down the thing, and it's like there's a portion. It's like okay, so what's wrong with this movie? And the only thing it said was nothing. Yeah, same. <laughs> Same. No, th- there is no. There is one thing wrong with it that there wasn't more of it. Right. I. Well, of course, there's more. There, there's more stalked well, by the doctor. I think there's only one or one more in the series that we I haven't know. watched yet because this is our fourth one yeah. that we've watched and we've watched them out of order. But this was spectacular. <laughs> it what seriously did, was. But what but, did Pauline Kale think of this movie? Before we get into this, do we have any, and it hurts my heart to say, Uh, do we have any artist formerly known as Black China? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Uh, Yes, the White Report. Well, yes. uh, (laughs) There's so much. The white room. I'm just going to record a new theme song and send it to you guys. I don't, I don't have time, but it was going to be. I was just going to take the song, the white room, you know, and I was going to say in the, and I was going to say Angela white room with black china curtains. That was that was my new theme. We could take the song White Lines by Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel and change it to White, comma Angela news. Could do that, but the white we could just use both, but the. But the white room, white room song by Cream, they actually say black in it. So you could say white, Angela, white, black, China. I don't know. Gives me less to incorporate. All right. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of black China news. And there's actually a, an extended article in uh, Jezebel. And, oh, um, Jezebel. 
let's see what I got here. So I'm going to read an excerpt from this. This is um, by Emily Liebert. It was published yesterday. Today is March 31st, 2023. So Black China appears to be on a personal growth journey. Um, the woman formerly known as Black China, who's famous for being shouted out in a Drake song, dating Rob Kardashian in his spinal, uh, spiral era, only to sue his family for defamation, and building an OnlyFans account reportedly worth $2 million, is having her quite literal come-to-Jesus moment. Now opting to go by her birth name, Angela White, the 34-year-old entertainer and former stripper, has been making the rounds all over New York City this week as part of a total image and lifestyle overhaul and accompanying publicity blitz. The black chinescence, if you must. Uh, (laughs) I both love and hate that so much. Over the past two weeks, uh, White's physical appearance has changed dramatically as she shed not only her stage name, but also her facial fillers, breast implants, bud fillers, and a demonic back tattoo. In an effort to get back to myself, she told Forbes on Tuesday. That's where we're at these days. (laughs) Okay, getting back to herself also apparently means spending a lot of time at church and less time making money off horny men on the internet. This change came from God. White told Forbes in a sit-down interview, explaining that her outer transformation stemmed from an inner inner spiritual transformation. On May 11th, 2022, her 31st birthday, White got baptized and said she chose to give her life to faith, noting that she started going to church, praying with other people of faith, working out constantly, and even got sober. She got sober. So what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong, she says. It's a stark shift from the character who made her name in iconic strip clubs and by hanging out on the outskirts of the Kardashian clan, a character who was physically, at least, fake. At first glance, the sudden backpedal away from uh, a look so exaggerated her humanity was stripped away seems largely positive, but it's also disorienting and emphasizes a dangerous general idea that glorifies less. So I could stop there. There's a lot of, uh, this is a, if anybody wants to look us this up, it's a, there's much more to this. Well, well, two things. I that, saw somewhere that, that um, even though she wants to be known as Angela White, once people would refer to her as that, that the concept of Black China, the character of Black China is not dead. In, in other words, like it sounded to me at least like it professionally in certain, depending on what she's doing, she might be Black China or she might be Angela White. Sort of oh, a yeah, Will like, Smith versus not. DJ Jazzy Jeff kind of thing. Kind of like Diana Prince and Wonder and Fresh Woman, Prince. Yeah. Mm. or like Hannah Montana. <laughs> Who? Hannah this Montana. Is a watershed moment, but I don't know if I'm using the word watershed. Uh, no, this is definitely uh, watershed. It's a watershed moment. Uh, good, good. I'm, that's that's okay. Good. So because I have seen pictures of this new this Angela White, you know her new image, and she looks great. Because Black China always looked a little little cartoonish, and now yeah. she's looking like a, like a real woman. She's very attractive. Well, I heard she got two liters of butt filler taken out of her butt. That was in another article too, but there was just so much to choose from. And two this article liters. seemed like it covered yeah, a lot. Yeah. That's yeah, like I'm, a, a two, liters, what, those right, like big Kurt? bottles of Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's filler. Wow. Yeah. Two liters out of her butt. There's a lot to explore. Right. I tell you what though. This is the best career move she could have ever made. She's been on all the talk shows. She's in the news every every day. There is something oh, about her in the news. Yeah, the articles. I I didn't know which which way think to turn. Pieces. Whoever knew that we'd have think pieces about 
Black China. A sit-down interview with Forbes. Yes. 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 She got herself a new publicist, methinks. Oh, or yeah. something. Well, and the publicist is like, changes. And the, the publicist was like, take your butt plants out. I don't know the publicist. I mean, maybe I don't know, but uh, it it does seem that like sin- with this shift is coming because I don't know that publications are necessarily beating down her door to get her to do long form sit down interviews about this, unless somebody is going to them saying, "Hey, Black China is going through this journey. Who who wants an availability with her?" And, and you know how I know that there's been a change. There was not one mention of an outfit. Well, that's the well, reporting. That's the article. It's 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 a Jezebel. I did peruse a page six article, which was discussing uh, the outfit. I would like to call out the. I would like to call out the Jezebel or Jezebel though, because oh, is that me? Goodness, apologies for that. I thought my thing was. Who on, is uh, it? Yeah. Uh, I I was under the impression. I forget what I was saying now. Oh, Jezebel. So Jezebel Jezebel implied that only horny men were watching her on OnlyFans. And I think that that is sexist. I think that it it forgets uh, the LGBTQIA community. And shame on you, Jezebel. Yeah, because I know several lesbians who would totally look at her. I I know plenty of horny women. Yeah. And not even necessarily lesbians. Yeah, where are they? Well, not here. They don't need me. Right. I, that's, it's not our I'm audience. Come visit. <laughs> <laughs> so let me know. Uh, no, um, what's Jezebel? I know we don't, I know we're a little strapped for time, but <laughs> I didn't have time to look a it up. Woman, what's, what's, a woman, what's the origin a, of Jezebel? It's a female-oriented blog. Yeah. Uh, it's up here with, yeah, it's, it's with the AV club and the onion. Uh, yeah, I, the I would onion. say they're pretty, Gizmodo, they're a pretty well known the one. They're, they're, it's like female lifestyle. Yeah. All right. The female onion, female targeted onion, lifestyle. I it's supposed to all be part of the same. It's, it's on the, the, the top mm-hmm. of the screen. You could look at yeah. the root takeout courts and the onion and AV club are in there here as well. Yeah, they're all owned by the same company. Yeah. Okay. Spin, I don't know. All this stuff. Yes. So, uh, this movie. Where do I begin? I have well, so many. You know what they say in the sound of music. Let's start okay. at the very beginning. <laughs> so we start off with a montage, but the montage. What I kind of like is, I loved in this movie how they basically use different things to explain what happened in the other movies. So like it started off with the dream and which was the montage was a dream. Um, and we see a woman who was having a nightmare and, but the dream is what ha- is what happened. So I like, the reason I like this is because you could actually watch this. Like if you've never seen any of the stocks by my doctors, you could watch this and have enough information for it to be a standalone movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Hallmark and Lifetime are both very good at, hey, we're filling time here, so we're going to recap for you anyway, so you don't need to pay attention. Go put your kid to bed. So so um, we, we're, we're in Los Angeles because it's the next morning. We're in Los Angeles. Oh, excuse me. Is this the most recent 
stalked by it is not my doctor it is this the third the third of either five or six of them this was in 2015 or 2016 oh okay yeah but this is a long time ago but it still holds up was it that long ago Pardon? Are you sure it was that long? I didn't look it up, but are you sure it was that yeah. long ago? Because there was a scene later in the movie that led me to believe there were some reshoots done uh, during pandemic, or maybe they started shooting and then finished during pandemic. Um, I'm Googling right now. Okay. By my doctor. Yeah, because there's, there's literally a scene probably about three quarters of the way through the movie. And I'm so I actually I'll start with the fact that at the beginning of the movie, uh, the the main female character, um, Sophie, is clear or the actress playing her is clearly wearing a wig. But then there's a scene later in the movie where she's not wearing the wig at the same haircut but is wearing a mask for no reason. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Stop. Stocks by my doctor. Patient's Revenge was 2018. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was just a weird choice to have her in a medical mask. So, um, so we see this woman and her parents, and her dad says, oh, this is the, your third nightmare this week. And we realize that it's Sophie who was the lead in the original stocked by my doctor yes uh, but she's a little older a lot bitter and older um, is like she's college age now she was in high school in the first one yeah 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 and then we find out through their through their their dialogue that um arthur who was the doctor played by eric roberts actually got away with kidnapping it's, like the whole right, thing albert to her, albert, albert Beck. yeah albert uh the, albert. did did you guys find it funny in this first scene with her and the parents the parents are basically i don't know if gaslighting is the word but they're like well, let it go <laughs> like yeah, like you, you're, you're you're really kind of you're really hanging on to this like you were kidnapped and almost uh, po- you know, almost killed. Like he's gonna cut like, out your heart. Like they literally tell her to let it go. Right. He was raped. It's almost like they're, they're doing that fake violin yeah. thing, which he starts right. talking yeah. about. Yeah. He, wow, he wow. Old. Somebody was kidnapped. Can you get me some orange juice, please? Right. Um. And, and so, <laughs> wait. And then they said, <laughs> sometimes bad people get away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> that's the thing it's like yeah he's only gonna cut out your heart that's all but yeah, yeah. you were yeah. almost murdered <laughs> where'd that come from i've had it done i think for a while <laughs> so 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 then we cut to phoenix and i loved I loved, after seeing this scene, I was like, we're getting a good movie. <laughs> I love this scene. So we have Albert. He's in bed with a woman, a, a very attractive lady, like age appropriate, it seemed. No, um, not really. I mean, she wasn't that She wasn't like in high school. She was legal. Well, she was closer yeah. to- Maybe not age appropriate, right, was, but legal. Yeah, yeah. All right, you know, yeah. Yeah. Considering who he was going for, it's age appropriate. Okay. 
She can get into a bar on her own. She's getting, yeah. <laughs> she, she's old enough to rent a car. She's old enough to rent a car, and he was wearing a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket in bed. Yeah. Well, that red, the red pajamas, they match the sheets also. Yeah. So he like blends in. So you just see like, it's like his head is just lying in bed. <laughs> and, and, and she's into him. Like she's actually into him. Oh yeah. She said and they shouldn't have secrets. I actually right. thought this was a dream sequence and it turned out not too. to be. I did too. I was like, oh, he's going to come too. And it's another one of his daydreams. Cause he would have these in the, the movies we've seen already. Yeah. I, oh, I, I totally did too. Real. And so they start talking about, you know, you know, wanting to know each other's past. And she says, what does she say? She says something. Her, her secret is that she, when she was in college, she was in love with a woman. Right. That's her, and, big, that's her big secret. But then she also tells him, I'm interested in bringing a woman to join us sometime. Yeah. You know? And so he was very happy. And so she's like, what's your secret? And he's like, well... You know, I did go to, I was accused of kidnapping. <laughs> and attempted murder. <laughs> attempted. <laughs> but, but it's no big deal. You just found that one, that soundbite. No, I've literally had it. It oh. comes with the board. Oh, it comes with the board. Yeah, it actually, it's like pre-installed. And, 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 oh, and then they did this flashback, which I thought, was, so he's telling about how he went to court for, you know, the attempted murder and the kidnapping. And then they show him and they show the court and they show him flirting with a woman on the jury. And that's yeah. basically how he got away with it. Mm -hmm. How did he pull that off? He kept like looking over and winking at her. That's what it looked like. He was like, he, didn't, he like did this finger wave thing. Like, yeah, the judge didn't see that. Really? Yeah. Now, yeah. I know that young Eric Roberts was considered a very handsome, handsome man. Is he still pulling this off legitimately? Well, for an oh, he has a full head of hair. He's, and I think that's one of the biggest selling points. He does, he has a full head of hair. I think it's a little bit of that. He, he's not a bad looking guy. And also there are, there are people that are kind of into what they might perceive as a bad boy. Like remember all those women that wrote Scott Peterson right. in prison? Yeah. The Menendez brothers, yeah. they got all sorts of fan yeah, like mail. Um, and so I love, and I love that he was like, what? but it was just a big misunderstanding. That's all. Oh no. He called the uh, attempted murder and kidnapping. He called it, um, what was it? Uh, malpractice. No, that wasn't it. What, what do you call it? Something like that. Yeah. So, so, so the woman who he's in bed with is like, well, look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I totally I, forgot I have I have an appointment. I'm I'm not saying about the this about the actress that played her. I'm saying this about the character that the actress was playing. The character was not a good actress in that moment because no. like her eyes just immediately were like, oh, I I forgot about that meeting. Bye. <laughs> and, and, and she's throwing on her clothes, and yeah. and, and he and he knows something's up. And so then, so then she runs downstairs, and I guess I don't know if he had a secret room or or backstairs. Yeah, how did or he? How did he? Like basically, she ran down the stairs, and somehow he ended up downstairs in front of her. Yes, and beat her to the door. Yeah. So I wonder if they had, like, back, he had, like, back stairs. So it was a big house. Maybe he has, like, a fireman's pole. 
or something, right? Yeah. Or something. Slide down I that thing. I think he squished himself into the dumb, uh, the dumb, dumb waiter. waiter. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so he, and so he's blocking the door, and he's like, "Where are you going?" And he's gonna, he's get, he's gonna kill her. But then, all of a sudden, his other self, his like. The, Ju- oh, the Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett version, yeah, Jimmy Buffett, yeah, Eric yeah. Roberts. This is right. the one we've seen. I, I, I in the other Stock by My Doctor movies where he's sort of his conscience. He's yeah. wearing a Hawaiian shirt and he's always got some sort of tropical drink in hand. It, be it a yeah. mai tai, be it a margarita. In the morning, it's a Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Yeah, yeah. And he's Bloody like, Mary, what point? And he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's talking to himself, and and the woman's like looking, and she doesn't see another person. She's like, "What the? F- I get me out of here." My fa- my favorite detail about uh, Jimmy Buffett, Eric Roberts, and it was a small one, and it may have just been coincidental, but like every time he's holding a drink, it was in like the proper glass for that drink. But there is one time where he's holding a drink in a bar. But it's in a plastic solo cup. The only time he had a solo cup was in the in an actual bar. So so the other him was like, take your pill. <laughs> and he lets her go. He lets her go. Yeah. Yeah, she runs out the door. And, and so we then go back to Sophie's house and she's getting packed to go to college. And her mom is like are you sure that we, you know, you're paid up for this semester because we never got a bill? And she's like, well, come on, they're letting me go. They're, you know, they're letting me go. So, yeah, of course it's paid up. Maybe you just forgot about it. And and so. And also, let me straighten my wig. Right. And um, she, oh, so then she goes to put her luggage in the back of her car and there are signs with Albert's face on it saying like, get rid of this guy. And as she was driving away, I noticed that she had a lady assassin haircut, like the Bob. Well, yeah, it it was a wig. It was, she had, she had bangs. Yeah. 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 But I, I definitely wrote like, I love a lady assassin haircut. And so then we see, um, uh, Albert, he's giving a lecture. Cause, oh, because then we find out he is now a college professor. And he even told the lady before he was going to kill her, he told her that, yeah, he, he lost his license, but he's now a college professor. So this is what I find wild about it. And realize, realizing that the, everything about this movie is ridiculous. But this movie hinges on him, this Doctor who has lost his license to practice medicine, uh, w- even though he wasn't sent to jail, was on trial for kidnapping and attempted murder. And this college is like, you should be our dean of medicine using your real name that was in the news for all of those alleged crimes. Right. Well, then the guy later on, he's surprised, like the guy who hires him, he's like, if our donors find out about, well, did your donors read what was going on at this point, you know, up to this point? So, oh, so, so then he's. We should add, this is at Southeastern Arizona University. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's standing in front of the class 
And all of a sudden, he starts fantasizing about the girls in the class dancing. Well, the ladies are swooning. It's like a Van Halen video, yeah. like from 1984. Well, they, they would it, like as it turned to dream sequence. The guys in the classroom are replaced by hot women. They're all like writhing. They're all like bikini in bikinis and bras. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, so, but then one of the female students is like, didn't I read about you on the internet? And then he starts saying, well, you know, don't believe everything you read. And then a student in a hoodie comes running in and he's getting ready to lecture. He's getting ready to like give her a lecture about being tardy, but then she takes her hoodie off and she's this beautiful blonde, his type. Basically. By the way, I there there's a detail that comes up later that I I didn't clock initially about this scene, but the fact that this girl is in a hoodie is is relevant later in the movie. So, but I was just, I was just happy that hoodies are back. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I love this. This movie gave me every trope. Everything. This movie had three different characters wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Three. Yes. Just went overboard. No. No so, such thing. So so the student so we so the student so the woman Too who's much. late takes her hoodie off and she stands up for a second and then she faints because she stood up too quickly. And he turned it into a teachable moment. And and so um so, you know, he helps her out. She wakes up. He's like, you know, he does. Def he definitely is like Dr. Wise has very good bedside. Yeah. He announces man. to the class what she has. It was like basal. Looks like I wrote basal sycophy. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. So, so and we find out her name is Melissa. So class ends. Melissa is walking walking through campus and Albert is taking pictures of Melissa as she's walking to campus. And then Jimmy Buffett, Albert is like, don't do this. Younger women are poison. Delete the photo. Yeah. Yeah. He tells him he must live without love. Yes. But I like the fact that it was, but he was watching Melissa and someone was watching him. Sophie was watching him. Right. So um, he goes into class the next day and there's like an envelope, like a red envelope and it looks like a Valentine, but he opens it up and it says <laughs> guilty pervert. He's got a big smile on his face. Also, when he gets that, uh, gets that letter, yeah. he's kind of looking around like, Ooh, did everybody else see, I well, got this uh, lovely little letter with it, the hearts on it. it. Because it didn't look like a regular letter envelope. It looked like somebody sent him a card. Yeah, and yeah. there's no way this could be appropriate. Like a nice greeting card in a red envelope. This this has to be nice. A little hearts on it. So, so um, I so after class, um, Melissa has questions about blood platelets, and so he's kind of you know telling her about blood platelets. She looks back. She sees a picture of him and the president. And she's like, is that a picture of you and the president? And then he starts fantasizing again. And, and then um, he uh, asks her if she wants to go out to eat. She says no. She's got stuff to do. 
But then we cut to this other room and someone in a black hoodie is sneaking through files. So then the next day, um, he's passing out binders for an assignment and the kids open up the binders and all of the binders have like Playboy or like nudie magazines in them. It's uh, almost legal and wet and wild. Mm-hmm. And so the female student who, the one who said, didn't I see you on the internet, says, I'm paying $45,000 for this? Her name's Victoria, by the way. Victoria. Yes. And she Victoria is right. You're paying $45,000 at some rando college in, in Arizona, and the dean of your department was almost convicted of murder and kidnapping? Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Right. Hey, he's a celebrity. So So, he's the dean? Yeah. Yes. The dean of medicine. Yes. So you think of some. Okay. So he is going through the footage of, um, and he sees the hoodie and he sees the person with the hoodie and the hoodie has SH on their hoodie, which stands for student housing, which I didn't know that student housing dorms gave hoodies with student housing on them. No, I didn't either. But do you know, do you, uh, did you recognize that that scene when Melissa first came into the classroom, the black hoodie she was wearing also said SH on it? I did not. Oh, so he looks at the student roster. He finds Sophie Green, who was the woman from the last movie. And she's walking through the, this. Now, Sophie Green is a badass. Don't fuck with Sophie Green. Indeed. So Sophie Green is walking through campus in slow motion. And I noticed that she has assassin lady black lipstick on. And he approaches her. And she immediately gets her mace out, and she's ready to rumble. Speaking of wrestling, she's ready to rumble. <laughs> and um, this this huge crowd starts to, to form around them, and she starts yelling, this man tried to kill me, which is true. And, um, and then he starts saying, you know what? You're crazy. I went to court, and I was proven innocent. And everybody's watching, and then Melissa shows up and is like, you leave him alone, and threatens to kick Sophie's ass. And Sophie looks at her and is like, what do you know, bitch? Her exact words. And they got, they got ready to fight. Um, so, so then Sophie leaves, but then the next scene, Sophie is like hiring this guy to do something. Yeah, she's and, in some like random garage of some swarthy guy who we haven't right, met before. Yeah. Right, and he's dirty. Like he, it's obvious. It's obvious. Like the makeup people made him yeah, dirty. They like, want to make him seem here. like he's working on a car, but there was no car. <laughs> he's look. He's like a twenty-five-year-old that looked middle-aged. Right, and he says to her, "Grizzled, you do something for me, and I'll do something for you." So I'm thinking. That he's going to make her have, he's going to talk her into having sex, but actually it was just money. She gave him a wad of cash. Well, he he was just asking. Oh, I'm sorry, Kurt, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. He he was hitting on her by stroking her hoodie string. That was the thing that actually happened. 
Oh, that is hot. Woo! Hmm. I've actually got my black hoodie right here, and it looked like this. Like, you can't see it at home, but I am running my finger slowly, slowly down the hoodie string. That's what right. I did to her. Hmm. That, does like, that get you guys hot? Woo! I, you know, it would depend on the context. Maybe. So. Um, I know that. No, that's okay. No, good. There was, that's, that's all right. There was, I, I had everything else to say about it. Well, I spoke my piece. Okay. The next, the next scene, Albert is walking down the walking through campus, and a gang of guys come and kick his ass. <laughs> it's like yeah. choreography from West Side Story, though. Like Seriously. they had the first like kick of him, and then they pulled back really far, so you don't. And there's kind of half a wall blocking what they're doing, so you don't actually see them jumping on someone. But all three of them are just sort of jumping and bouncing like they're at a trampoline or something. It was ridiculous. Right. Must have so, like an actress or something there, and they were just 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 hopping on it. Yeah. Okay, pretend that's Eric Roberts. So Melissa finds him all beat up, and he's like, "Take me to my classroom." And so Melissa takes him to his classroom and he teaches how Melissa how to stitch him up. Yeah, we don't get to see that. She did it. Right. So, so, so then the next day we find out half of the students have dropped out of his class. Wait, can we back up the last yeah. scene where he makes Melissa suture him? Mm-hmm. We're on the campus of a medical college. There- <laughs> Yeah, but you know he's working this Melissa. Well, I know he is, but literally there's nobody else around that can help out with this? Really? <laughs> Listen, it's a long game. He's yeah. <laughs> um, You know, I felt bad for him at this point where half what? of the students dropped out. I, I really felt bad for him, and I, 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 was, I found myself rooting for him in this movie. For him? Yeah. Uh, can you explain why? Well, I felt bad that half his students dropped out. That seemed kind well, of sad to me. Well, he's a kidnapper. Oh, yeah, but he's a little reformed. He hadn't and, kidnapped and, and, anybody and, in the last couple of weeks. And Sophie was not wrong when she warned all the women, you better get out of this class because he's going to come after yeah. you because he's only been fantasizing about all of them. Well. <laughs> I felt bad for him. I don't know. It's like what? You have some uh, creepy relations with teenagers and almost murder one when you kidnap them, and that's bad? I'm supposed to lose my life over that? Yeah. Oh, no. That sound effect. I don't know. I think there might be an expiration date for that. <laughs> anyway, so, so then Melissa... Get they make her. us feel sympathy for him. They make yeah. us. They. 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 It, it's not my fault. They they, yeah. they. 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 They choke at my heartstrings. So what's the word? Tug. Anyway. Tug. No, they were choking me. They're choking me. And, and so Melissa gave him her number, and she's oh, like, yeah. "You can call me anytime." Oh yeah, this is when they're outside, right? It's mm-hmm. Nighttime. Yeah. She's like, she's like, well, I'm sure when you come go home, you have your wife or your girlfriend. He's like, no, it's just me. And yeah, she's like, here's my number. Call me, call me anytime. And then Jimmy Buffett, Albert's like, don't do it. And the, the next scene is something that both Kurt and I should have 
hated. Uh, I can't speak for Kurt, but in any other movie, I would have hated the next scene. In this one, it is possibly my favorite scene to ever happen in a Lifetime movie ever. And don't you ever yell at me oh, about the end of First Wives Club? Whoa, 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 Unrelated whoa, whoa. to this no, scene. No, no, no. You, you, you all misunderstand what I hate. I no. don't hate this. I hate... Okay, well, let's, I, I, I you and I are on the same page about the the what yeah. we hate, Kerr. I'm okay, saying okay. normally I would Describe hate it, it, but in this movie, the the, well, so Kurt and I, I share a hatred of a musical number in a movie that comes out of nowhere, is independent of the plot, and is just an excuse to have the people singing on screen, and it serves nothing to the movie. And in this, and so there is a song and dance number that it's a dream sequence of Albert's that happens right here after Melissa gave him the number, and it is a La La Land style song and dance number, and it is bonkers, and it goes on for several minutes. Right, it did not stop. I'm, I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? It was. On? I'm watching this. Like, how much rehearsal did they put into this? It was. <laughs> so they had to do these quickly. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was kind of like a cabaret show bit. Like, honestly, a really good cabaret show bit that you would see at, like, a fringe festival. Yeah. <laughs> it would. People would love that. It would bring like, the house down. I wonder if this is in Eric's contract, <laughs> if he just slipped it in there to see if they'd, they'd allow it. Hey, like, hey, guys, in the next movie, I just, I just want to do a song and dance number. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right, yeah, that was, it worked. Was, it did. It worked too. Oh, it absolutely. wasn't a place, but no, <laughs> it enough. it did not really belong in this movie. Even well, like even the bonkers framework of this movie, it didn't belong. But I do, That's why it worked. Yeah, maybe because you guys gave me a warning because you did say there was there was something musical, so it wasn't a complete shock. That's something, but it was a. I, I I think if they kept that in the as, as far as the reality of the movie, that wasn't a dream sequence, then it would be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But the fact for it was sure. it was this brief dream that he had where he was, it was like him trying to decide what to do at that moment. It wasn't brief I, though. I, it was a full song. I it was a full for, number. Yes, it was a but full number. But his dream, <laughs> the, but the dream sequence he had was right in in the real life. Um, Oh, 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 in, in the timeline of real life in yes, the movie, that's right. it wasn't yeah, that's it about. wasn't a full song. I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like mm -hmm. the dream is longer than what's happening in real life. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so, so Time isn't linear. Mind blown. Right. Oh. So, so, so they go words. back to reality after La La Land. <laughs> and then Melissa goes after Sophie. And she's yelling at her, like, hey, bitch, you leave him alone. And her and Sophie start fighting. Why and were none of the other college students that were standing around watching this fight, why were none of them holding a camera phone taking video of this? Right. If that were real, every single one of them would have had their phone out. Right. Two girls fighting in the quad. People used to love that. So, so, remember, like, so, people still do. Well, I didn't see it. I never saw fights like that in college, but that was a big thing in high school. People get yeah. fights. We'd hear there's a fight going on like a couple blocks down. I, <laughs> I see, fight, I see fight, fights fight. out in WeHo all the time, but it's almost always uh, women. Yeah. 
I think there's some women women fighting. One time we had like three fights happen in like one week in the uh, school. The principal of the school was like on the uh, over the over the intercom. He's like, "We must stop these fights." <laughs> Where did you get it? <laughs> it was a Catholic school. We it was a Catholic school. Fights. So. Father Martelli, his name, his name was, he's a big Italian guy. He was the priest, Father, Father Martelli. He's like, we must stop these fights. <laughs> we must gas together and stop these fights. And how did that work? Yeah, did, yeah. did the fights stop? I think there was probably some more fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, we're only going to do that for this episode. Okay, fair, fair. No, yeah, Jason, that's enough of that. No. No, that's ridiculous. Like that's a little too much. I like it. I like the wah wah. A little too heavy handed. Whatever. <laughs> you. you dick. <laughs> oh, that I like. So, so then, so so then. <laughs> I don't care. Do all the sound effects. It's fine. Albert serves Sophie papers. <laughs> he serves her papers like leave me alone. Well, it wasn't serving papers. It was he had drafted up an agreement. It basically, it was kind of like a, a a self self created two way restraining order. Like you stay away from me, I'll stay away from you. His lawyer. And, and as like she's that. looking at as she's looking at it, he dropped stuff in her, her food. What the fuck was she eating, by the way? It was like a bowl, and she it's, it's like out. Meal. She's out. Is she it's eating like salad? Is she eating? No, it's like a bowl with a spoon. Was she eating porridge? What was that? <laughs> yes, she was. A, I, it's what I had for lunch today. She had a bowl of oatmeal and a and a, and a fistful of cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a so Cadbury he's... egg. <laughs> So, so he All drugs, three food groups. He drugs her lunch, and <laughs> she sits down and eats it, and then she has a total seizure, and then he runs up, and he's like, she's on drugs. Well, he helps her, but then, but then he's also like, she's on drugs. She's on drugs. And then he goes to her, her, her purse, and In it's front of everybody. very... And it's very timely lifetime. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're gonna be with the, we're gonna be with the kids. And he pulls out a, a bottle of fentanyl. There's people around so that he's doing this again. It's a medical college, right. and he seems to be the only one that knows how to deal with this. Right, and then the dean, and then the dean is up his ass for some reason too, because. Well, the dean walks up while while she's having her her seizure, and then later she ha- she has a meeting with the dean, and the dean like kicks her out of school. Yeah, and she had been she had been sending around this uh, petition to get rid of the teacher, and she's like, "Oh, really? You're kicking me out of school?" Well, one thousand two hundred and ninety three students have signed this petition. So what I love about the absurdity of this movie is that not only did this dude fight for six months to be able to hire Albert, this this uh, doctor who has lost his medical license because of allegedly kidnapping and attempting to murder somebody. Not only do they does he fight to hire this guy as the dean of medicine, they also at the same time admit... Sophie, the girl that he was accused of kidnapping and trying to murder, they admit her to the same school. Right. 
Because neither one of them was using a fake name. Right. No. So hijinks begin. Yes. So, so then those so who then, can't teach. So, so then he's in his and he class. Can't control stuff. So, so, okay. so then he's in his class, and Melissa comes in because Melissa had applied for the scholarship, and he actually put in a good word for her. And so she ended up getting the scholarship. And, and then so they're they're talking, and then all of a sudden, Sophie Green comes into the classroom and basically kicks both of their asses. Yeah. <laughs> she ch- chokes him. And chokes him to the point where, like, she kind of lifted him up and his feet were off the ground. And then, um, yeah, like... and then we find out that there's a restraining order against Sophie. The school put a restraining order against Sophie. And then you Man. see, you see, it like, uh, Albert. It was like Chewbacca choking Lando Calrissian in the Empire Strikes Back. But I love the fact that, like, the, when the police showed up, you see Albert and Melissa sitting there, and they're both, like, messed up. Like, Sophie, like, just messed them both up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so then Sophie gets a phone call from her mother, and her mother's like, oh, so I got a phone call from, you know, Wittenberg College where you're supposed to be, and they're calling me because you're not there. And so then she has to admit to her mom that she's in Arizona. But then she tells her mom why as well. And even though her mom was kind of pissed, her mom was also kind of like, well, well I actually get it. I get it while you're, why you're bonkers right now. Yeah. But they didn't get it earlier when they're like, hey, just get over it. Right. Like, you know, bad things happen sometimes. Deal. Nick Nero. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a bad thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then the dean, finally the dean was like, okay, I think we've had enough. You're fired. Yeah, Fine. hijinks. Yeah. That's a and, pretty active college. So, okay, so question. Was this a daydream or not a daydream when Melissa was like, I'm into older men? Not a daydream. Okay. Definitely not. Because, yeah, so so Melissa's like, well, guess what? My last boyfriend was 51, and I'm into older men. Well, oh, is this, oh, this is when they're sitting at that restaurant because Albert had invited Melissa for coffee or a donut. Yes. And then they end up at dinner. They said drinking wine. And this is the scene where um, um, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Albert, is sitting there at the bar with the solo cup. Yeah. And so Melissa's like, yeah, Melissa's like, let's do this. So he takes Melissa home. And when they walk into his living room, there's a picture of Melissa in a frame. (laughs) Now, wait, we skipped the part where she's he's asking about if if he. Uh, he, she's asking about his wife <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Oh, she f- fell. And you see this like quick shot of him pushing her off of like a balcony. <laughs> she fell in love with someone else. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> so I, I do genuinely like that the filmmakers, they, they are in on the joke and they sometimes wink at it throughout the movie. That was one of those moments. There's a moment later too, where Eric Roberts makes this face when he thinks he might die. 
It's amazing. I hope they're in on the joke. So, so, um, so the the picture of Melissa's there, and Melissa's looking like, oh, that's weird. And then Jimmy Buffett, Albert's like, oh, so you didn't? <laughs> you should have cleaned up your living room before you brought her home. So then they are like, him and Melissa start going at it. Well, yeah, she's like, oh, no, no, I don't mind it. It's it's impressive because it shows that you care about me. <laughs> right. Well, she likes older men, too. Her yeah. last boyfriend was 51, she yeah. says. And so uh, him and him and Melissa start going at it. And yeah. Melissa's into it, actually. She mounts him. Yeah. And then Sophie Green comes over again and, and grabs a knife. And... She goes upstairs, and then Sophie looks at them and says, I was wrong about everything. And then Melissa says, well, why didn't you come to bed with us and join us? And they, and they start walking towards the bed hand in hand, and he wakes up. Yeah, so I think it wasn't a dream sequence up until the point that it was. Yeah. Because he and Melissa definitely do... Or, or I, I, oh, actually, I think what th- they, they don't explicitly say it, but I think what happened is Melissa does mount him, but I don't, and Sophie may walk in, but I think Albert may pass out and they never explained it. He yeah. passes out and then wakes up in the morning. So Melissa never has to actually sleep with him. So, so, so the next day. Melissa is ew. She's using his toothbrush. Ew. Ew. Gross. Yeah, that is gross. You remember so, the urban legend, right? What? What? I've told this like three times on the show before that somebody comes home and they <laughs> <laughs> somebody comes home and everything is robbed from their their home except for their toothbrush <laughs> and a and a roll of film. So they get the they get the roll of film developed that is pictures of of the robber putting the toothbrush up their butt. <laughs> oh, come on, you're ruining it. <laughs> right, I'm gonna stay quiet the rest of the show though. <laughs> so 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 then Albert goes outside. And this is just a callback to everything because he gets hit on the head and then the person brings out chloroform. We haven't seen chloroform in ages. Oh. Well, chloroform made a comeback. Yeah, everything. This is like how Roger uh, Corman used to use like all the old, he would use like old stuff from his old movies and he'd like put them all in one movie. That's what they did in this thing. They got the chloroform, they got the hoodies. Everything. Oh, it was all all the things in the lifetime checklist. So the person that knocked him out was Sophie. She was wearing that. This is where she was wearing the mask. It didn't seem necessary that she would wear a mask. And then Eric's wearing the mask. Like they were, they were switching who was wearing the mask. And this is also where you see that oh, she's no longer wearing a wig. This is actually her hair. Right. And so, which was not a plot she, point. I don't understand why she had the wig for half the movie and not for the other half. So she has them tied up in the backyard. She has a pair of scissors. Oh yeah, this is bad. And she's gonna like fuck him up. <laughs> she's gonna cut off his unit. Yeah, she insulted it. Size. <laughs> she insulted it. Yeah. 
and and so so he starts screaming oh. of course because he's gonna get his unit cut off I was and then oh man and then melissa comes home it's gotta stop melissa comes home and sees him screaming and then her then she goes and her and sophie get into a fight her and sophie really duke it out throughout the movie yeah so they're duking it out again, and then she grabs the scissors, and she's going to stab Sophie with her scissors. Um, and, and then, um, and so the, the co- okay, these cops were fucking amazing too. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the cops show up, the cops show up, and they're, and they're like, "Oh, I know who you are," and they were on Sophie Green. They're like, "You're the one that kidnapped Sophie Green." And then they start to openly mock him. (laughs) They totally start making fun of him. And they were totally on Sophie's side as well. Mm. Um, So so then um, Sophie's mom gave her an alibi. So they were like, well, we don't believe you because... Sophie, we called Sophie's mom and her friends, and Sophie's mom says that she was in California the entire time, so... And they have surveillance video of, supposedly, Sophie, like, at a mini-mart or something, which she... Basically, Sophie talked her mom into, hey, can you cover for me and just go in this mini-mart in a black hoodie and we'll say it was me. (laughs) So there's footage of the mom in a black hoodie. Right. The mom's not making good decisions here. Oh, no, right. yes, she is. Yes, she is. Well, she's is. protecting her daughter. You think so? Yeah. She's protecting her daughter. Oh. And she's trying to make up for the fact that at the beginning of the movie, her and her husband. So she's pretending to be her, her for an alibi? Yeah. This is, this is Mom there. has made a turnaround. She went from being like, come on, Sophie, get over it, that attempted murder. I'm wearing the hoodie for you. It's all good. That sound effect is not appropriate for this discussion. I she's got to find a place in the middle to find good to find good parenting. You can't either not care at all or be an alibi for someone's for your daughter. Well, how, how many children up. do you have, Kurt? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, Judge yeah. Judy. That's all I'm saying. Because she realized I was gaslighting my daughter in the beginning of the movie, and I need to make this up to her. Yeah. Because sure. she only went through, like, probably the biggest trauma anybody can go through. Yeah. Um, oh, so... so um, Frustrating. So... Oh, oh, I like this part, too. So, um, so Sophie calls him on the phone. She calls him on the phone, and she starts fucking with him. She's like, I got a gun. And she starts, like, clicking the gun, and she tells uh, Melissa, listen, sister, I don't want to hurt you. (laughs) And so then Albert's like, well, we need to go to the police about this. And Melissa's like, you know what? We just need to go and kill her. So I like that giant Band-Aid that Melissa has on her her head head after Sophie was done with them, kicking their asses. the bride of Frankenstein. (laughs) Just this big giant, well, there's extra large band-aids. Well, at least she had an injury. Remember in, in Killer Contractor when that fireball came barreling out of the oven and the woman, like, had no bruises, no burns on her. She just had, like, a small band-aid on her arm from this fireball that just knocked her to the ground. So, so, 
So Melissa's like, so let's, because they were in Arizona. So, so Melissa's like, well, let's just drive to California and kill her, and then we'll be done with her. So they're stalking Sophie's house, and then they follow her to a gun store. And so then the Sophie, like, so Melissa and Sophie start, like, arguing again. Sophie's in her car. Melissa goes and starts shooting the car, and the car blows up. Yeah. And before the car blew up, Melissa shot the car, like, several times, shot Sophie several times. I like that before that, when when they're, like, parked outside, like, stalking the house, Eric Roberts is taking a nap. (laughs) <laughs> take a little nap before before, before murder before they kill her so then nap the time. news the news comes on and Sophie's the and the news they're like Sophie died we found her dental records and she's dead and so then the next scene we see um, Albert and Melissa and they're burying the gun in the desert and then um <clears throat> The cops call Eric and they're like, listen, you know, we're we're coming over. We're a little suspicious of you. So then he he has a a syringe. Uh, Eric has a syringe. So the cops come over and just start fucking with him and heckling him more and laughing at him. (laughs) Well, they're pointing out that like, hey, Sophie, this girl that just died, died the exact same way that she claimed that you tried to fake her death. That's a weird right. coincidence. Right. Well, they, they are laughing away because they, they say something. What, what are the odds? He goes, oh, I don't know, one in a billion? And then they all just start, start start laughing like it's a, you know, the happy days laugh track. But finally, we have some happy, normally, you know, the Lifetime cops are like very disgruntled and angry that you dare make them work. At least these guys like liked their jobs and were just, you know. <laughs> They're having fun. <laughs> There go. <laughs> that was them laughing. There are, there are lots of sounds there. preloaded on this thing. Huh? Well, there are lots of sounds preloaded. What? Oh, well, I've what, got the, the trombone. Um, these are the ones that are preloaded. Hold on. Um, I've got... Oh, I did the laugh. Let's see. There's applause. There's huh? rim shot. Scary music. There's... What's that? Crickets. Crickets. And then there's a dream sequence. Oh, see, that's the noise after you get a makeover. That's the noise that happens. Wait, what is this one? I don't know. Oh, and they have like some generic like intro music on here. What about the one that says, you dick? Well, that one I loaded on here. You dick! I loaded that on here. Oh, so, so then, so the cops are over. They're talking to Albert, and then all of a sudden, from upstairs, we hear, help me, help me. And the, everybody runs upstairs, and Melissa is tied to the bed, and she's yelling, he tried to kill me. And then Albert is like, <laughs> then Albert's like, wait, what are you talking about? No, then, Albert says out loud, who did this? Did I do this? Right. He actually right. wasn't sure if he had done this to her. And then, and then Jimmy Buffett Albert is like, they're smiling at us. <laughs> you know, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, and then 
Albert then ends up sticking one of the cops with a syringe. And then um, he then goes downstairs because he starts running. And then he gets the other cop with a syringe. And Melissa's like untying herself. And then he drives away. And he's like, why did she do that to me? I can't believe she betrayed me and did that to me. So he's driving. And then we find out that there's like stuff to build a bomb under the bed. Mm-hmm. And so that, and that kind of ties him in with blowing up Sophie's car. Yeah. Oh, oh so then Jason, would you like to tell them about this next part? So uh, Melissa's talking to the detectives, um, the ones that have been drugged who are now suddenly just perfectly fine and still conducting the interview at the scene of the crime rather than bringing in other people that might be helpful because they haven't been drugged, but they're interviewing her. And she's like, uh, well, actually, I'll just play the clip of what she says to them. And he just kept rambling on and on about how he was going to kill Sophie. And uh, if I didn't obey him, he was going to cut my boobs off or something. (laughs) In case that wasn't clear, because she was kind of crying and speaking fast, she said she thought that he was going to cut her boobs off or something. Or something. What's the something? Because that's very specific. Ever in a fit of rage said to somebody, I'm going to cut your boobs off. Or something. Or something. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, because that sounds like a strong choice. You know, I don't think you'd, you'd say in something after that. Well, yeah, it, it is sort of you know a, I'm going to do something horrific to you. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right. Yeah. Jeez. So, so then he's, so then he's, oh, and then also Melissa was like, and he held me hostage for weeks. So as a viewer, I was like, okay. Did he do that? And then was he just hallucinating this other stuff? Like, I I had a moment where I wasn't sure. And, and so then he, but he's in the car and he's talking to Jimmy Buffett, Albert. And he's telling Jimmy Buffett, I want to call her. And Jimmy Buffett's like, you need to get your ass out of this country right now. Mm-hmm. So then we, we're back at the, the college parking lot and... Albert is following Melissa, like, in his car. And so she goes to the drugstore, and you see her, and she's buying some makeup. And then she drives out to this house, and she opens the door, and Sophie's there. And we find out, and Melissa's talking to Sophie. In other words, Melissa Melissa is in on all this. Yeah, she's Sophie's friend. Which... My friend Brad figured out like halfway through the movie. And when he told me that the light bulb came on, I was like, oh, that's right. So it was Melissa wearing the black hoodie that said S uh, student H or whatever. That She was wearing that hoodie when she first walked into class. So clearly she and Sophie are working on this together. Oh, did Brad like this? Uh, yeah, you know, he's complaining about it. But I was like, Brad, this is nuts. This is the kind. This is what we want to see. Because I always, I always feel bad when I bump into Brad and like. <laughs> I think he just kept judging it like it was supposed to be a good movie. I'm like, no, this is no. deliberately bad. Right. Which is what yeah, makes I, it good. I, you have to have him on sometime. Because I bump into Done. Brad because you know I'll see Brad at like events, social events and stuff, and Brad like, you know, I watched the wrong Prince Charming, <laughs> and I'm always like, Brad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
Oh, so he's a trooper. He really is. He, he really is. <laughs> oh, so so then they're at Melissa's aunt and uncle's house, and they're trying on Sophie's trying on wigs and glasses, and because we find and, oh, and so she finally finds a wig that looks good on her, and then she announces Sophie Green is dead. Let's go have lunch. <laughs> I see dead people. Sophie Green's so, dead. She's dead. So, oh, so then um, he, uh, Albert grabs Sophie, mm-hmm. and then Melissa comes in, and then we get the rundown of what really happened. So what really happened was Sophie, Sophie and Melissa were best friends. And so... Sophie and Melissa teamed up and they built a bomb and then Melissa went and got a cadaver out of the morgue and put it in the car. And so the car blew up and that's why there was a body in the car. Yeah. Um, and, and she uh, took a page out of Albert's uh, playbook from one of the earlier movies is she went to the, when she went to the morgue, she also broke into the database and faked the dental records Right. So that they would match it to her. The one thing right. I didn't understand, though, because they, they, you know, they're kind of showing in flashback form, flashback montage, how they did all these things. I didn't figure out and still don't know how Melissa was able to tie herself to to the bed completely. Because I she could do both legs and she could do one of the arms. But how does she then tie up the second arm? I agree. I agree. And they showed her like hitting herself, hitting her head on the door to make herself bleed. But yeah, I agree. How did she, cause when the cops came in, she was fully tied up. Yeah. Oh, and then- oh, actually I just figured out how you do it. I just figured out how you do it on that uh, last, last one. You have the, the knot as like almost like a noose already made so that when you put your hand in it, you just pull it tight and it, it, it closes it. Wait. And then the, the next part was funny because then Albert's like, so wait, you did all of this because Sophie's your best friend? And then Melissa says, and also, I'm going to be a doctor and you're an embarrassment to our... <laughs> you're an embarrassment to and our that, And that was the That's thing that pissed him off. Makes a good point. <laughs> and then... He grabs chloroform. Yes. And then the next thing that we know, they, Sophie and uh, Melissa, are tied to gurneys. No, they're, 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 well, we see them on gurneys, but they keep, they're cutting back and forth between a dream sequence version of this moment and the real moment. Real moment, they're tied up on the kitchen island. Right. Yeah. And then in the fake moment, they're on gurneys. Yeah. And then he's talking, and in the fake one, so he, he's explaining what he's going to do is he's going to take their parts and switch them. Which I was like, that's odd. That? I guess you could do that. Yeah. No. Could you? I, yeah, well, you, you, you could if, if they're a match for each other, but it does, he, see, it does seem like a lot of work to go through to have the same outcome of what you already have before doing all that work. Right, he's like, I'm doing a double heart transplant. But how long is someone going to live with? Well, I guess, I guess they, 
people people do have heart. Well, I mean, I, I he's not doing it because it's medically necessary. He's doing it because he's nuts. Right, and then, and then, then he said, work. he said, after I do the heart transplant, we're going to go to Cabo after. Oh. Well, I'm in. Right. So, so, so then um, Melissa figures out how to untie herself, and she gets away. Well, she gets a pan. Brian she gets her hand. arm down. And she gets like, like a big pan and smacks him with it. Right. And then these people have a landline. She runs she runs to the phone. She calls 911. He right. gets so mad. He, he steps on the landline phone. Yeah. Right. And then, but, and then she like runs upstairs. He follows her and thinks he's got her. And she pulls this shotgun on him. And the look on his face, he just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then she, she hits also, him and knocks him out. Yeah. She also it's this part she runs up and she tries to open the slider, but apparently it's locked from the outside. She can't get the slider open. Right. I mean, I've got multiple balconies in my apartment, as I've talked about before. And they those do like if they get stuck sometimes. It has nothing to do okay. with the lock, it has to do with the track of the door. Oh, yeah, I guess that could happen. Oh, so, so, um, so the cops show up and, um, and they, she takes him to where he's knocked unconscious and he's gone. But then we see Sophie show up in her wig and <laughs> <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, what's your name? And she's like, my name is Susan Brown. And then the cop goes, Hey, you're Sophie Green. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be dead? They were dumbfounded. <laughs> right. And then her. These are some detectives. Her, mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then her mom shows up. And then we see Albert. He's driving in the car. And his other self is yelling at him. Calls him schmuck face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and giving him a lecture. And then he pulls over and kicks his. Kicks his other self, the Jimmy Buffett self, out of the car. And he he drives away. And that's the movie. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. He's not giving up on love. That was his parting words. His lady is out there. Right. Right. These movies. Is there another one that we can watch? There's at least one more, but we should should wait uh, at least a few weeks. Like... This is gold, but we we don't want to kill the golden goose. Breather. True, 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 true. Well, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and it came at a time that I needed this movie. <laughs> Same. It made my day. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of making my day, if you want to find me, you can find me on uh, on my website, lescorkendallbarrett.com. Jason. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars. It helps people find us, especially when we have such a fun show like we did this week. Uh, you can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Well, you can relive the Oscars for this year. You can listen to the Shelf Shedding Movie Podcast with our friend, uh, friend of the show, Jason. Dubray, who was on this show in a 
for a fairly recent episode. So we uh, we pick the Oscar winners and go through all that stuff. That, that's all I got for now. Okay. All right. And that's it. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want it to be over. There, and on that note. Rest in peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>